Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Welcome back. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by Bonnie, Leah, and Debbie talking about our one cool first lady. I already talked about Michelle Obama, but before we dive back in, let's get to know something random about our gal pals. All right, I'm going to pick the question. Oh, no. You guys know what's coming. (laughs) We do. It's a big one. (laughs) Guys, why have we not had a female president? Misogyny. (laughs) I was going to say patriarchy. (laughs) It's a thing. Patriarchy. (laughs) Bring it down. Right. Bring it down. I know, exactly. People right. are scared of strong women. Right, there's that. Yes. It, it's. I think it's absolutely ironic because we haven't had all that many candidates, but then mm-hmm. we had a really strong candidate in the sense of she's done the job. Right. <laughs> the most She's aware of the job. Right. Correct. Ever. The most qualified candidate ever. And, it, oh, that was too much. Her emails, though. The emails. Mm. <laughs> Them emails. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I think it's a popularity contest for president anyway, and it's yeah. so hard to say because anytime I'm watching these candidates, regardless of who they are, I'm like, so you're not going to do that, all right? And then you're not going to do that. Like every campaign promise is like, I don't believe you're going to do that either. So I'm basically just staying by moral character. Yeah. Do I think that other countries will listen to this person and take yeah. this person seriously? Do I believe that we will not have nuclear armament for this person? And I don't care the gender at that point because I'm grasping at straws. <laughs> but I'm the kind of person that don't believe politics like work. You know what I mean? Like, well, I was going to say, do you think there's that aspect that women might have less interest in the position because... Because there's I mean, better shit to do. <laughs> right. There's like when I was talking about Michelle Obama, she wanted a position where she felt like she could impact the most people. Right. And that might to some they might perceive that to be president of the united states but not most women probably yeah, yeah exactly really maybe like uh when women apply for jobs they tend to apply for jobs that they're kind of underqualified for or right. if they see the qualifications they just don't and they don't meet them they don't apply right whereas men are like i can just make that up <laughs> i can do five yeah. percent of that job yeah <laughs> So it may may be part of that. Yeah, a confidence issue. I've always done that, though, in interviews. I've always applied for jobs that I really wasn't qualified for and usually get them and do a good job. See? (laughs) Exactly. But I'm not going for president, okay? (laughs) Exactly. So when are you running for president? (laughs) I think that's the message women should hear. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. say it again, Debbie. You did it. You nailed it. You can... Like I said earlier, I don't lie. I have been known to be very creative in truth-telling. <laughs> this works. Yes, exactly. That is actually politics in a nutshell. It pretty much is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the popularity contest. Yeah, I don't know. That's my thought. Katie, why do you think there hasn't been mm-hmm. a female president of these United I States? I mean... <laughs> I always want to lean towards the side of women are just sensible. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a stupid job to begin with. (laughs) However, I mean, I think Hillary would have rocked it. I think so too. I think she could have had an amazing impact. Yeah. Um, So it is kind of how you use that power. It it can be worthwhile, I think, 
in the right hands. Right. But I also feel like women are knowledgeable and wise enough that they know what they're going up against. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of the patriarchy. Patriarchy? Yes. Yeah. Okay, exactly. I'm in a singing mood tonight. Or douche canoes. <laughs> douche, douche canoes. Yeah. Um, and I think that's throughout the whole process. Yeah, it you is. Know? And that's sad. Exactly. But truth. I know. Exactly. Yeah. I think in the end, there are far too many men, men that will never elect a woman. I don't care who she is. Yeah. I don't care women. if... There is still plenty of yeah, yeah white yeah, women. There really are. Yes. <laughs> there are who are not ready that, for it. Yeah, they mm. still. I mean, look how many times they talked when they were talking in the campaign. Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Look what she was wearing. Look how haggard she looks. Mm-hmm. Right. Look, she had it. They She's don't talk about that with too emotional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> He's crying Gosh. over beer. <laughs> yeah. I like beer. <laughs> Right. Exactly. I think we are quickly moving forward, hopefully beyond that. Um, I think Michelle Obama helps. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I think the more we see powerful ladies in different areas beyond politics as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think the more that we see it, we can be it. I'm just going to go with that. Thank you, Absolutely. Gina Davis. Ever since the election, <laughs> we had that next uh, spring, we had more women sign up. Yes. to like learn how to run to be mm-hmm. candidates for for local and regional like offices and we keep breaking records for like the first woman in this position in this position yeah. like it keeps getting better mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. it's getting more inclusive it's getting more diverse we're getting more variety of voices at the table, which is fantastic. Do I still think politics uh, works? No. <laughs> <laughs> Every system of politics works until you put people in it. There's that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the people. Yes. <laughs> that ruin it. Exactly. Katie, did we successfully answer your question? I liked that discussion. All right. There you nice go. Nice work, ladies. <laughs> Yay. Sweet. All right. Strap in. Because it's going to be my first lady. And you are in for a wild freaking ride with my gal. Okay. I'm going to tell y'all about Florence Harding. Okay. Uh, she was not only the wife to the 29th president, Warren G. Harding. But she was also a feminist. She self-identified as a feminist. Uh, she knew how to operate a movie camera. So you know I loved her. <laughs> She flew in airplanes before Amelia Earhart set any records, by the way. Uh Uh-huh. And she might have killed her husband. (laughs) Whoa. I'm just saying this is a ride. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Ready? Okay. Uh, Florence Harding was known as the Duchess. Uh, Her husband called her the boss. (laughs) She was first lady for only three years. And we're talking the 1920s. So we're talking 1921 to 1923. That was the only time that she was first lady. Uh, She was incredibly popular, actually, at the time as well. The public considered her familiar because she was in newsreels. And newsreels were a very new thing. And so people would see her all the time in front of movies. The press loved her because she actually opened 
opened the White House again. Uh, it was previously closed, as I believe our next gal <laughs> is Maybe. going to be talking about. <laughs> <Maybe>. uh, <laughs> so there wasn't a lot of press there. So the press absolutely loved her. And she also would personally address uh, visitors and the press when they would come in as well. They would expect to see like, you know, oh, it's going to be so and so from such and such. And all of a sudden it would be Florence going, hey, how's everybody doing? Welcome to the White House. And they're like, what the hell? So she was loved for that. Okay. So Florence expressed herself as a feminist. She did not wear a wedding ring. She did not believe in being, showing off that she was bonded or branded in some way. Uh, She encouraged women to be physically fit and as competitive as men. She was very adamant about it. Thanks to the brand new passage of the 19th Amendment, Florence was the very first, first, first lady to vote for her husband. (laughs) <laughs> what if she didn't? I know. Wouldn't that have been yeah. funny? <laughs> I mean, it is a secret ballot. Right? Yeah. <laughs> she said Let's she did. Say she was Dependent. the first first lady to vote. That's fair. Yeah. That yeah. is absolutely there fair. There we yeah. go. Uh, <laughs> she would have informal press conferences for women reporters. She would personally oh. invite women reporters. Um, she argued for equality of men and women in letters and in newspapers. And over the way, she invited Marie Curie to the White House. Ooh. I know. It was her idea to bring more women scientists, including Marie Curie and her two daughters. Did she go? Yeah. There's pictures. Ah! There's totally pictures of them together. Cool. I know. <laughs> In the show notes, there will be pictures of Marie Curie with the Hardings. So using those newsreels, she introduced the nation to jazz music. Uh, to the game Mahjong, if anybody plays mm. Mahjong, um, I do. I'm an old Chinese lady at heart. <laughs> <laughs> she also introduced people to the radio. Oh, the radio. <laughs> the talkie box? The talkie box, <laughs> exactly. Uh, she was also the first to invite Hollywood stars to the White House. Again, of course, why I love her. But normally, like, you know, Hollywood celebrities. We're also talking about the 1920s. So, like, movie stars are just kind Things of like. wild. It was a new thing. Yeah. But also, it was like, oh, those artists and entertainers, they're not politicians. They're not, you know, high society. No, no, no. Florence, like, bring them in. I want to play with the camera. (laughs) (laughs) She was also politically active. Uh, She promoted animal rights. She fought for the rights of immigrant children. Um, She helped foster a first federal reformatory prison exclusively for women. So, like, yay and nay at the same time. I mean, like... (laughs) Cool, prison for women. Oh, prison for women, yes. Uh, But her main political passion was actually veterans. Veterans was the big thing um, that she was had close to her heart. She called them my boys, is how she always referred to veterans. She'd say, I can't let my boys down, or it would mean a lot to pay a visit to my boys. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it was always my boys, and that's what she meant by veterans. So now Florence had some important friends, like you do. She was friends with Evelyn McLean. Has anybody ever heard of Evelyn McLean before? Mm-hmm. She was an heiress to a mining fortune. Okay, so she's kind of like the Paris Hilton of her day. Was she from the United States? Yes, she's okay. from the United States. Uh, she was also a morphine addict. Mm. Oh. Yeah, millionaire morphine addict, usually in the same sentence when somebody describes her, right? (laughs) She also wore the very unlucky Hope Diamond around her neck. What? Now, the Hope Diamond. Remember the movie Titanic, Leonardo DiCaprio? Okay, so that was the heart of the ocean in that movie. But that's based on the real Hope Diamond that Evelyn wore. Uh, It was a diamond that was made in the 1600s. It was first sold to King Louis XIV and it was like stolen and then it was like hidden and then they found it and then her father bought it and then it's cursed and um, she wore it around her neck. That's her best friend. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) 
It's so, in the Smithsonian now, right? Yes. I've seen it there. Because Harvey Weinstein bought, or not Weinstein, the other one, Winston, Harvey Winston, oh, the yeah. diamond guy. He bought it for a while and then the and now it's dude. in the, you saw it at the, I oh. Saw it. I saw it. Is this so pretty? Well, it's Kurt. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But back to Florence. Okay. Yeah. So Warren G. Harding was Florence's second husband actually her first husband was the drunk and abandoned her and her child when he tried to rob a train they officially got a divorce yeah. <laughs> like you do that's a good call and it really yeah. is yeah. she um, didn't have a lot of legal precedent before that but once he created a kind of like a major crime they're like yeah you can have that divorce now. That on the, uh, the documents <laughs> robbed a train yeah <laughs> not irreconcilable differences crap <laughs> right what ever happened to stand by your man? Right. Well, <laughs> when the sent kidding. When the bitch left, left exactly. <laughs> bitch left on a train. <laughs> so when uh, she met Warren, he was the editor of the Ohio newspaper The Star, and uh, Warren had a mental breakdown early into the relationship, and he went to the Battle Creek Sanatorium. So yes, the one where Kellogg's was created, yeah. and the movie oh. Road to Wellville. <laughs> Yeah, that's where he went at the time, and it was happening. So he was getting enemas and eating cornflakes like you do. And Florence was running the entire newspaper. (laughs) So she ran the Star newspaper while he was having a bit of a breakdown. And she said, quote, of her husband, he does well when he listens to me, and he does poorly when he does not. (laughs) I'm going to cross-stitch that on something for my house. I'm just saying, right? Exactly. First ladies. Yes. Okay. Uh, So does anybody watch John Oliver last week, tonight, by any chance? Kind of, sort of? Occasionally. Occasionally. All right. You might have remembered John Oliver. uh, He bought some wax statues. Do you remember that? No. President. Okay. All right. John Oliver bought five presidential wax statues that are horrifying to look at. (laughs) (laughs) But he bought one and one of them was Warren G. Harding. And John Oliver is obsessed with Warren G. Harding. He has three episodes that are about Warren G. Harding. Um, He even made a fake movie trailer featuring the mannequin. And Florence was played by Laura fucking Linney, actually, in this trailer. I'll put it in the show notes. It is amazing. Um, Now, if you have seen those segments to our listeners, you might know that Warren G. Harding had an affair. That is a lot of what John likes to talk about. Uh, Also, he he had a name, a nickname for his Johnson administration, if you know what I'm talking about. Basically, he named his dick Jerry. And he would write penis poetry about Jerry and send it to his mistresses. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. He's, he's a gem. <laughs> so Warren Now I had, understand why she might have killed him. Yeah, Correct. I'm yeah. thinking. I'm yeah. painting the story here. Yeah. yeah. It's all coming together. So yeah. Warren had multiple affairs. Uh, and to like digest it, it started with Florence's best friends. Then another one he would have a child with. Another one he would write the porn to. By the way, she was also a German spy during World War One. That was great. Oh, yeah. Uh, they blackmailed him. Surprisingly, he paid them off and kept them quiet. Some of the ladies ended up in a sanatorium. One of them committed suicide. Ooh. There's even a story about a prostitute who was killed in President Harding's presence when she was hit with a glass bottle during a party that he was at. Oh, 
So, yeah. yeah. Notorious gives it a different meaning with Warren G. Harding and yeah. his affairs. So, any guesses on how Florence dealt with this, like, pathological adultery? Right? Mm. Okay. She was, first of all, she was sick a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she had, like, kidney trouble. So, she was sick. Uh, a New York Post video actually said that Warren thought she was going to die and that's what made the adultery like okay yeah she's gonna Mm. die at any minute and we can be together yeah that's some bullshit but according to the book that i'm reading it might be because florence believed in the power of the supernatural nice not even kidding (laughs) what special potions was she taking that was making her kidneys not work right there's that yes exactly uh as a kid she was really into like astrology and the zodiac she went to a spiritualist camp in Indiana. <laughs> there was a spiritualist camp? In there there? wasn't back in the day. Wow. <laughs> like in the teens or something or the early 19th huh. century. Spiritual camp. Mm. Uh, she turned to tarot cards, crystal balls, and soothsayers to get through the adultery. Uh, Madame Maria told Florence that Warren would die of a, quote, particular violent and sudden death before his term of president was up. So she knew this going in, and mm. also Mana Maria wasn't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and she kind of predicted the exact moment that he was going to die. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was something to it or there. Or did she just tell her how to do it? Right, maybe, yeah. maybe. It's quite a possibility. I'm not beyond it. Prediction, instruction. Right, coincidence, <laughs> laying the Potato, groundwork. Potato, <laughs> Okay, do you want to know how he died? Yeah. Yeah. All right, here we go. So three years into his presidency, Warren was scheduled uh, for an epic journey that would take him from Washington, D.C. to Alaska, then along the West Coast, then to Mexico, Central uh, America, and Puerto Rico. All right, so it was like, Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like it's drawing a penis. But anyway, um, (laughs) it's over and across and then down. Mm -hmm. Uh, The trip was going to take two months. It was by uh, Navy ship. It was by train. It was called the Voyage of Understanding. Mm. That was the name of this That's beautiful. fucking yeah. trip. Anyway, yeah. So Florence was not only going with him, but she planned the whole thing, too. <laughs> uh-huh. You see where I'm going. All right. She was she very... understood. She did. <laughs> the voyage of understanding. Oh, you betcha. <laughs> it's about understanding who's in charge of this damn trip. Okay. Yeah. But the trip was also in very weird timing. Okay. So both Florence and Warren had just been sick. Some say pneumonia. Some call it a winter flu. the fuck is a winter flu but anyway uh so they weren't in the best of health when they actually started this journey neither of them actually thought they were going to live to see the end of this journey either because florence had her kidney problems and then just warren was like oh woe is me with my mistresses and my flu i'm gonna die i don't know he's like a whiny little bitch anyway the other thing that was happening was the teapot dome scandal I, the teapot dome scandal was like the big Watergate thing at the time. Oh. It's totally ridiculous. It's about Warren's cabinet members took bribes from oil companies. Oh, right. Yeah. So all of it's like the most. I'll do that. Warren Harding is only known for the teapot dome scandal if he's known for anything, basically, yeah. and it was ridiculous. That was back when they didn't do that all the time. Correct. No. Well, it's, oh. it was when they oh, it was when they didn't get caught for it yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they did it all the time. <laughs> But uh, but that was like 
just kind of uncovering. So they were trying to also get away from all the scandal, right? So scandal and sickness, poor timing. So Warren was the very first president ever to visit Alaska. He actually predicted Alaska would one day be a state. It would take 36 more years, but he predicted it. Woohoo! Uh, he was doing great with his speeches. People were flocking to see him. Florence and Warren did get into a little bit of a spat in Alaska, and Florence decided to take some time away and sit in a baggage car for a while. Um, so meanwhile, while they're fighting, do you think that Warren had another affair or ate some bad uh, shellfish? What do you oh. think? <laughs> <laughs> both all right body votes for both what do you guys both, think yeah, both yeah. all right it's the shellfish ah. it's the shellfish i know i don't know why but yeah. that's uh so uh he wasn't the only one to eat the poisoned crab bait oh but it was poisoned <laughs> mm. and he did have a heart condition <laughs> oh right okay yeah. so like poisoned or just old well they're very unclear but oh. everybody oh. was getting sick Ah, <laughs> he just gotcha. got sicker. Yes, he was getting much sicker because yeah. his ticker was not sicker because his ticker. That's right. <laughs> I think it's gonna be a sticker. Yeah. Oh, oh my god! There it is. I love it. So now Warren had two doctors. Okay, he had his personal physician. All presidents have a personal physician, but he was old. He was going blind. <laughs> Not kidding. And he was stubborn. He pretty much, his physician said, everything is fine. Don't worry about it. It's all great. Warren's other doctor was younger, but he was a lower military rank. So he was pulling rank. Uh, he also didn't want to assert himself. He thought that Warren did not have an upset tummy. He thought he was having serious heart problems. <laughs> Guess who got listened to? Yeah. Uh, so when the Hardings arrived in Washington State, Warren was visibly not doing well at a speech. It's quite probable he had a mild heart attack on stage while giving his speech. <laughs> the press started writing about it, and then they were told it was food poisoning. So that's how the food poisoning thing got out into the press. So while en route by train from San Francisco to San Francisco, the old doctor insisted that Warren be given homeopathic ingredients. Again, this is the 1920s. Uh, this is to fight his food poisoning. That means like little tiny traces of like nightshade and arsenic and all cocaine sure. probably. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all of these great things were in the homeopathic uh, recipes. They also didn't release what was in these pills that he was getting either. Uh, they just really thought that Warren could puke it out and poop it out. That's That was the plan. Mm -hmm. That was the plan. Just make sure he keeps eliminating his system. Uh, Warren was able to walk off the train to San Francisco, but he would not ever leave his hotel hotel room at the palace wow. if the president had been taken to the hospital the young doctor would have been able to check his heart on an ekg to see whether or not it was a heart attack because those were not like transportable at the time but it was florence who decided to keep warren out of the hospital because if he was in a hospital she couldn't stay with him because women weren't allowed yeah. in the hospital room and once she again she was very devoted she yeah. was devoted and also <laughs> yeah. he does better if he listens to me yeah. and he can't listen to her if she's not physically freaking there. So Florence did not leave his side, but also did not let him go to a hospital. So for six days, the president was given laxatives. Mm. Six days. Wow. Of laxatives. <laughs> Two doctors fought back and forth over his care and his wife refused to let him go to a hospital during this whole time. So one treatment too many and <clears throat> Warren's heart simply gave out and he died. Right. So do you think that Florence killed the president? <laughs> I 
Dun, 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 dun. I want to make the joke that yeah. she gave him crab. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Was the tainted meat float? And I keep keep going back to the winter flu. And was that winter flu? Or is this like a. Was she slowly poisoning him? (laughs) Oh, syphilis. I vote for syphilis every time. (laughs) We got a sticker that says I vote for syphilis. That could have been the constant like, illness. That yeah, that's what I'm The wondering. most popular illness back then yeah. too. It was, it was like it was it was its yeah. peak time. He was and he was not a like he was he around was, the he ladies. He was putting Jerry yeah. everywhere. I'm Let's just, just be real. Jerry might have been sick. Yeah. <laughs> and and if he gave his wife the winter flu, right? Uh, that might have been enough to say, yeah, this is enough. Exactly. I draw the line here at syphilis. This is the Rob train. Right? (laughs) We're going to have a voyage of understanding, if you know what I'm saying. And it's going to be done. So what do you think, Leah? Her support of the old doctor. You know what I mean? Of, oh, no, everything's going to be fine. Um, It was innocent. But it's negligent homicide. And they Mm -hmm. actually deemed that it was negligent homicide on behalf of the old doctor and Florence, and the young doctor. The old doctor... Not the young doctor. That wasn't his fault. He was... I know, it wasn't his fault, but he was part of the collusion or something. Yeah, nobody listened to him. The 34... He was 34, the young doctor, and he ended up having a good military career. He ended up serving another president. I think it was Coolidge, the one after. Mm -hmm. So he he rebounded. Uh, Old Dr. Sawyer um, resigned from his practice, died, I think, less than a year... After Warren G. Harding died, uh, unfortunately. And actually, Florence died just a year later as well. Hmm. Her Hmm. kidneys actually gave out. So the whole she could die at any minute, I mean, it really was. Everybody thought she was barely hanging on. Uh, But Warren G. Harding was 57 years old uh, when he died. um, And Florence did not allow an autopsy. She did not allow the death mask, which was still like a freaking thing, especially for president. She didn't allow that. She destroyed like many of his papers, too. Um, the the penis poetry was discovered in 1997 in a barn in Ohio. Wow. <laughs> they found his porn stash? Yeah, they did. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. So that is, uh, that is Florence Harding. She's a trip. <laughs> I kind of love her. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm thinking like John Oliver is obsessed with Warren G. Harding. I think he's missing like half the picture here yeah. because I think her story of astrology and soothsayers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I want to say like if that's your stick, you're probably not trusting the Western medicine in the hospitals. So right. That's that true. might not have been quite as calculating. That might be like, mm, right. We got to use the homo, ho, homeopathic. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. We gotta, exactly. We got to use that. Yes. Consult, yeah. consult the crystal ball. Exactly. That's the course of action. She was uh, diagnosed from the blind old doctor of a floating kidney. That's oh, not even mean. That's it what was, was hanging out with her uterus. It was. Those uterus just, just float around. Yeah. <laughs> Can't lock those things down. It dislodged her kidney, I guess. It really did. I mean, her uterus and her uh, kidney. Arm. Yep, yeah. exactly. They're going to walk about for a voyage of understanding. Mm. <laughs> so white. That is my one cool oh, thing. That was amazing. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wrap us up, Katie. You I have my caramel corn on top of the wrap it up. 
<laughs> you can get your caramel corn out of the way. <laughs> I can. I love it. Well, that wraps it up for us this week. Don't forget to check out our crowdfunder on galsguide.org to help build the first women's history library in the United States. Join us next week as our next gal pal shares her one cool first lady as Gal's Guide to the Galaxy podcast continues. Thank you for listening. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gal's Guide patron today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>